the other day I was kind of looking back on when I was in college and uh, it just blew my mind at what kind of financial position I was in during those times. Uh, and to be clear, I mean, I'm not in any kind of financial high, high end right now. I mean, you know, I have enough money to be not worrying about money. But at that time, th- it was a very different story. It was freaking crazy. And I'll just go ahead and give you some examples of the lowest of the lows financially that I've hit in my college years. So when I started out in college, I was a, uh, a student athlete, a student athlete at an all-black college in Birmingham. I'm pretty sure everybody knows this by now, but that's what the situation was. Um, so since I was a student athlete, you're really, really, really busy with that, uh, with that type of position. I mean, you know, you're practicing every day. You have games on Saturday. On Sunday, that's about the only day you have to rest. And then you're back at it on Monday. And that's just the way it is. And then eventually, I ended up doing another sport. I did track and field. So I was even more busy. So I was a, technically, I was a dual sport college athlete. And if you've ever been in that position, you know you, you just don't have time to earn money. There's just no time in your schedule because you got to go to classes and you got to practice and that's the way it is. So that's that's that was kind of my situation and I I thought it was going to be fine because I was like okay well the living is free and because I lived in the dorms on the scholarship and the food I was on the meal plan uh, which was also covered by the scholarship. So I was like oh well as long as I got food and housing then. Psh, you know, why, do, why would I need a job? That's kind of the way I viewed it is, why would I need a job if I've got everything paid for? Uh, but what I didn't factor in really or didn't think much about was the fact that if I ever wanted to leave the campus, I was going to be in a, a rough spot financially because I had a vehicle and it was a cheap vehicle. It was a motorcycle that probably got somewhere around 55 miles to the gallon. And, you know, that's pretty good gas mileage. And the insurance is really cheap. So it's doable if you want to leave the campus, but you really got to be careful if you don't have any money. Um, so I may do with what I had. Now, when I first got there, I didn't really know the ins and outs of things. I didn't know how everything worked. I didn't know any ways to make extra money on the side. So I guess I'm assuming I probably brought like 300 bucks with me maybe less than that, just from having it from high school. And uh, yeah, so I start up there and I start to realize I'm put in some real rough spots sometimes. Like here's an example. I went to a, um, I went out because I lived in the all black area and in the all black area, the only good things there are thrift stores and that's it. So if you're not going to the thrift stores and you want to go to a good area where you can hang out, walk around, um, you know, just live a decent little life, I would have to drive to this place that was about 20 to 25 minutes away, okay? Now, obviously, that's going to use some gas, and it's going to, you know, if you want to do anything out there, you're going to need some money. Uh, so I found myself one day, I went to a shopping mall area there. 
And I wasn't necessarily getting anything. I was just hanging out. And when I got there, I was like, oh, crap, dude. Um, my gas is low in my motorcycle. And I don't have any money. Like straight up zero dollars. Zero. And it was looking like I wasn't going to have enough gas to make it back to the campus. So I was like, oh, shoot, man. Now, I did have the only currency I really had in college. And this is the honest truth. And I'm not going to tell you how I got it. You can figure that out yourself. But I had coupons for free Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Okay. And I had a lot of them. I would say I probably had hundreds of them. So these were really the only things that I had that could let me do anything outside of Miles College. So I was at the shopping mall and I realized, okay, I have no money. How am I going to get back home? So I started thinking about, okay, what's something I could do? How could I get some gas in this freaking motorcycle? So I looked at my backpack and I had some of those Chick-fil-A free sandwich coupons. Now, Chick-fil-A is not like this anymore. They're not just going to take any coupon you got. But at the time, they were that way. That was kind of their policy, you know, no matter how old it is or what it is, we're taking it no matter what. No questions asked. So I start thinking, okay, you know, I could probably sell these to people in the shopping mall for like a dollar a pop, which is a steal if you think about it, because the Chick-fil-A sandwich goes for like $3 or more. So you pay a dollar to get a coupon. I mean, shoot, you just got a dollar Chick-fil-A sandwich. That's a dang good deal. And all I was needing was just a few bucks, maybe two or three dollars to get me back. So I start approaching, you know, random people in the shopping mall. And I would just say, hey, uh, excuse me. Um, you know, I'm desperate right now for gas. And, you know, I hate, don't get me wrong. I hate when people beg for money. Okay. It really gets on my nerves. And I didn't want to be the guy to do that. So I made sure, okay, if I do this, I'm going to make sure they get something out of it. So I just said, hey, I'm desperate right now. I don't have any gas on my motorcycle. I got to get back to you know, my college. Would there be any way if uh, you would want to buy one of these coupons for a dollar? And you know, like everybody is, I- I've realized this. If you do anything outside the norm, people are always going to be very, very, you know, I guess worried that they're getting scammed. They're going to be really on the edge about, hey, whoa, what is this? This uh, this is too good to be true. What is this bull crap? And they're just going to be scared of getting scammed. But I was able to get a few people to do it, and you know, it ended up working out. So I go out to my motorcycle, and I see when I get out there, there was a guy that I ran into that I went to college with. Some black guy drove a brand-new Mercedes, okay? So the guy looks very wealthy. And he starts talking to me. He's like, hey, man, what's up? What's up, man? So we start talking. And he's like, oh, shoot, man. You going to let me ride your bike? I was like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, man. I'm good. Because, you know, I'd, I'd, I had had teammates in the past ask me about, oh, you, you going to let me ride your bike? And I did it one time. And the guy almost wrecked it. So it's like, nah, man, I ain't doing that. So I was like, nah, man. He's like, oh, come on, man. He's like. How about, what if I what if I put gas in your uh, motorcycle? Then will you do it? I was like, oh shoot! And at that point, I thought, you know, <laughs> at this point in my life, I am extremely desperate for any kind of gas. So that's not such a bad idea. So I took the offer. I was like, all right, man, fine. Just you know, pull out. I was like, have you ever driven a motorcycle? Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. What you think, man? You know, he gives me that spill. 
was like, all right, man. So, you know, just pull out and drive and whatever. So he starts giving it a ton of gas. And whenever you own a motorcycle and you, you know, you're familiar with how to drive them, you can tell pretty quick if somebody knows what they're doing or they don't know what they're doing. And the way this guy was giving the gas, he had never been on a motorcycle. So I'm getting a little worried, but whatever. I was like, I need this gas money. Let's do it. And he floors it and drives right into a freaking car, a parked car, and bends my frame on my motorcycle and just kind of like Fs up the way it drives. Okay. Just, it never drove the same after that. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, so he's like, oh, shoot. And, you know, I put a little paint on the park car. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not dealing with this car right now. Uh, my life will be screwed. I didn't do it. This is bull crap. So he's like, man, let's get out of here. Let's just go down. We'll get this figured out. Come on, man. Follow me. So I drive down to a gas station with him. And he's like, oh, man. Dang, man. I'm sorry, man. Jeez, man. I'm sorry. Uh, so I got the gas, <laughs> got the gas money from him. Never ended up getting another dime from the guy other than the gas money. Oh, so that was that. And you know, you look at that situation and it's like, that was all due to me being a broke mother effer. None of that would have happened if I had money, but I was so desperate for money that I let a freaking idiot drive my bike and wreck it. So that's one thing. Okay. Another thing is I had a girlfriend Believe it or not, I had a girlfriend when I was at the school. I met her at the the only job that a cheap, poor mother effer could meet a girl at. And it was a dollar movie theater. Okay? So like a discounted movie cinema where all the movies are a dollar. And you better believe I hung out there a lot because I was poor. And it was like the only activity I could do that was affordable. So I start going there. I meet this girl and, uh, you know, I ask for a number, you know, long story short, we start dating and while we're dating, her birthday is approaching. And as any man who's dating a girl knows the first birthday, you really need to get her something. Now she knew I had no job and she knew I was poor, but I don't know, maybe she was expecting something. I have no idea. But anyway, I decide, okay, what am I going to do? And at this time, for some reason, she was really into those Build-A-Bears. You know the place where you go to the Build-A-Bear store, you build your bear, you put the heart in it, and it's very customized and special to you. So she wanted one of those. She was showing a lot of interest. She didn't say, hey, get me a Build-A-Bear. But she definitely was making it clear that she probably wanted a Build-A-Bear. Now, naturally, when you go to the Build-A-Bear and see the price, for someone like me, it was impossible. Okay, It just couldn't happen. There was no way I was going to get 30 dollars before her birthday. Wasn't going to happen. Okay? So I end up trying to figure out, okay, how can I meet her in the middle? So I go to a thrift store that's in the area and I start looking around and sure enough, I'm finding a lot of Build-A-Bears there. Now, I get it. Once the Build-A-Bear's been made and thrown into a thrift store, it's nothing more than just a teddy bear. But it has that Build-A-Bear tag and it has that Build-A-Bear look and I figured she might, she might go for it. 
So I get one. I actually got like two because I think they were like 50 cents a pop. So I got some Build-A-Bears and I was feeling really good about it. But I noticed, you know, there was a little odor, not bad, but it was definitely obvious that it came from a thrift store. So I got a, I think a dollar scented little thing that you're supposed to just like, okay, you know one of those things where they've got the liquid in the bottom and you open the top and then it starts boop, 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 going up to the top and it just kind of smells good. I got one of those and just rubbed it all over the bears because I was like, I want these things to smell fresh. Okay. If I'm going to give her a bear, it's going to be a bear that smells good. So I do that, and then I give her, I uh, I was wearing bandanas at the time. Yes, I know, embarrassing, I know, okay? I was in college, I was going through a weird time, but I was wearing bandanas, and I was like, oh, you know it would be special? Because I learned how to make bracelets out of bandanas at a summer camp I worked at. So I was like, God, it'd be really special if I took my iconic bandana and cut it up and made one of my special bracelets out of it. So that's what I did. And I gave that and the freaking bears. And I was like, happy birthday. And you can tell she wasn't into it. But uh, whatever. She can get the F out of here. She's a loser. She has to know how poor I am. So yeah, I spent about uh, probably a dollar to a dollar fifty on my girlfriend's birthday present. Very, very poor. Like when I say I'm poor, I mean I'm poor. Now, it wasn't until I started getting creative did I start making some decent money. Because when I started selling the cigarettes, and I've talked about that in the past, I started selling those bad boys too for a dollar. I was only paying 50 cents a pop, uh, I mean a quarter a pop for them. So for every dollar I got from them, that was a 50 cent profit for me, okay? And that was when I really started figuring out, okay, if you're broke and you got no chances to make money, you better find a way to do it. You got to figure out your environment. Uh, you got to just know what you're doing. And I went into a business with uh, a friend during this time as well. And that business was selling art necklaces that he made. And I was kind of the middleman, you know, I was the guy selling them getting them from the big guy that created them. And long story short, I end up embezzling all the money from that company. Okay? This is how poor I was. And, you know, you always hear about people doing petty crimes and stuff. Uh, when you're in those shoes, you really, you kind of you kind of understand why. Um, because I was so effing poor that I had, you know, I probably, gosh, it was probably 70, 80 maybe even as much as $100 cash in my dorm room that I was supposed to be sending back to the guy that was making the heads. And I had to embezzle it and keep it for myself because I was like, F it, man, I'm desperate. And do you realize how much how much money $100 is for somebody that is just always broke? That is a lot of money. So sure enough, I kept it. And to this day, he doesn't know about that. To this day, that must have been 10 years ago. Still doesn't know about it. Unbelievable. Anyway, fast forwarding to my Auburn University days. So I moved to a new school. And when I started out there, I had a job. So I was Mr. High Roller, you know, not having no problems. I was pocketing about 150 a, maybe 
Every two weeks, I was pocketing about 150 bucks. I was killing it. Long story short, I was killing it. Now, things went south when I had to move out and I had to find a new roommate. And I've told you all about him in the past, Big Chief. And he didn't pay no rent. He didn't pay any rent. Now, I was rooming with a guy that was a future engineer. So we, And you know, he had all of his college paid for by his rich uncle. Yeah, that's right. He was a little white privileged little a-hole who had the rich uncle that was paying for his school. So the guy had no expenses. Now, I had to pay for my school. I had to pay for my rent. He didn't have to pay for his rent. His uncle was paying for that. So you would think the guy could throw me a bone, right? I, I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't have enough to pay for the rent because the big chief didn't pay anything. You'd think the guy could throw me a bone, but no bones were thrown, okay? I get put in a position where I have to straight up sell the only vehicle I had, which was a Honda Rebel, probably valued at around $1,000, and uh, that's a motorcycle, Honda Rebel, and I had to sell that off to get the money to pay for the rent for my privileged roommate, future engineer, going to have plenty of money, no financial issues whatsoever. And I'm not saying I shouldn't have paid the money, but I'm just saying, dang, throw me a bone, big guy. Anyway, so I lost my only vehicle. So at that point, I moved, I downgraded down to a bicycle, okay? I had no dollars no apartment, no vehicle. I mean, if it doesn't get lower than that, I just don't know what does. So naturally, as we all know, the rest is history. I become homeless. I sleep in the library. I figure out a a technique because I had a little extra money. I sold the motorcycle, paid the rent, and had probably a few hundred dollars left over. So for that, I ended up stocking up uh, at a flea market. There was a flea market that was selling, uh, I guess it was, um, golly, it was oatmeal. So it was like cinnamon-flavored oatmeal. And they were selling this crap for like, I don't know, I would say probably somewhere around 50 cents a box. And a box would probably last me three days for breakfast. So you're looking at like, I mean, psh. 17 cents a day for breakfast. So I stocked up on that, got enough to last me about a semester, if I had to guess. Um, I I got a bunch of bars and stuff and just kind of made sure I was going to be okay on food. Um, Got, you know, naturally I had a lot of rice, a lot of beans. I think my mom helped me out get a a little bit of rice. And it was just kind of like my little buffer area for if I ever was in a bind, I would at least have rice and beans, you know? So while I was there, uh, I actually ran into a situation because the, uh, the, the oatmeal that I was eating was old. Okay. Very, very old. And a lot of it had gotten some water in it, I think over the years. So a lot of it hardened up. That was always a little weird. Um, and I started noticing after a while, I was opening up some of my packets and there was actually bugs, like straight up bugs, not even joking on this one, live bugs that were in the oatmeal. And it wasn't just a few, it was probably like 20 per pack, okay? 
I used about three packs per day. So you're looking at potentially 60 bugs in that mother bucking bowl. So at first I was like, oh, I'll just pick these things out. Not a big deal. But then I started thinking, you know what? That's a freaking hassle. Straight up, it's a hassle. It was going to take forever. I didn't want to lose my breakfast. So what did I do? I went to Google. This is how poor I was. I went to Google and tried to figure out if these bugs were edible. I was so poor, I was willing to eat bugs. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, come to find out they were edible. So I was like, you know what? F it. I'm just going to eat the bugs. Because they, they were in there, and once you cook them, they would die. So once you're eating them, they're not alive, which is nice. And yeah, they're just kind of in there. And they're the same texture really as oatmeal. So you don't really notice them when you're eating them. So I was just like, ah, F it. I'll just eat them. It's not a big deal. That probably went on for a solid week of eating those bugs. And when you're poor, you really don't think twice about it. It's just kind of the way it is. I mean, you either do this or you're going to starve. So, yeah, that was a very poor moment for me. Um, let's see. What else did I run into? Yeah, I actually was in a situation. Um, they had this special event going on, okay? I kid you not. Uh, there was a special event where it was like, if you post a picture and hold the candy bar, it was a payday candy bar, and hashtag it uh, payday or some crap like that. I don't know what it was. Uh, if you get the most likes on Instagram from your post, you'll win, I think it was like 12 boxes of paydays. And each box had like 24 bars. So you do the math, that's like almost 300 bars. It's a freaking lot of paydays, man. I don't even know what you would do with all those. But I knew that I was always starving. So I was like, oh, these have good nutritional values. They have peanuts in them. This good quality stuff, man. Hold up. Let me take a second. So anyway, um, you know, a lot of my friends, bless their hearts, they uh, they reached out and they started spreading the word. Hey, go like this guy's photo. He's trying to get some free food. Dude's homeless, man. Sure enough, it was me versus some really popular sorority girl. And you know how sororities go are. When they get their girls behind them, they can make anything happen. So I was thinking, dang, I'm going to have to really work hard to win this one. I ended up getting like, I don't know, three, 400 likes. I'm not sure. It was probably the most liked picture I've ever had on my Instagram. And I win the competition, it. So I go to pick up my candy bars, and sure enough, it's the real deal. I got them. Now, I, fe- I freaking ate off those things for a while. Uh, unfortunately, I think there's probably half the boxes. I guess my sister either ate them or I don't know. I was storing them at her house. I didn't have space at the university to store them, so I was storing them there. Uh, other things that I did. Uh, I went to a big university with a big football team. So, you know, you would have your tailgating going on. And what people don't realize is there's so much going on during the tailgating and the event, and there's a lot of people. And if you just kind of walk by and kind of, you know, blah, 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 you can grab a beer and get the buck out of there. You can grab a sandwich and get the F out of there. 
I would oftentimes go the following morning on a Sunday morning and just kind of scan the area to see what kind of food was left over. You'd find full bags of chips, coolers full of beer. This was not uncommon. You would find, I mean, shoot, if you looked hard enough, you'd find fucking anything out there. So uh, it was really, really quite the experience. I found quite a bit of food doing that. Uh, I had times where I woke up in the morning, somebody would leave a bag of food at my feet. Um, I guess they just felt bad for me. I don't know. But, um, you know, poor, poor as buck. Uh, I had little methods. I would buy and sell a lot. Uh, I'd sell on eBay. I would sell on the Facebook marketplace. I'd go into a daggum store, find something that I knew would be a hot item. Wouldn't even buy the item. Just take a picture of it. Post it on Facebook. Usually, somebody would respond within, I don't know, 20 minutes. And then if they're interested, let's say the selling price that I'm buying it for is like 4 bucks. I have it listed for 20 Boom, I just made 16 bucks off of some sucker that had no idea that thing was currently sitting in a thrift store. Pretty crazy stuff. Um, I started doing little odd jobs. I, uh, I started refing sports, intramural sports, football, basketball. I uh, did a little soccer even. Um, let's see. I started getting – I got a gig. I lucked out and got a gig teaching – Korean to Korean people, factory workers. That was probably the best job I've ever, not the best job I've ever had, but at the moment it was. Paid like 50 bucks an hour. So I had that little gig going. Um, Let's see, what else happened? I'm trying to think here. Some real lows. Uh, Slept in a bathroom one time. Uh, That was pretty rough. Uh, I slept in a patch of grass where I was woken up by sprinklers in the middle of the night. They went off, just soaked me wet. I mean, I was mother effing poor. I actually had a guy reach out to me one time. He was the local real estate agent. And uh, he offered me a a free apartment to live in, okay? Free apartment. And uh, I got to be honest with you, I didn't take it. Because, you know, as a lot of people know, during this time, I was uh, I was trying to get trying to get something, you know. Uh, and you can laugh. Oh, what, what, you think you get famous, you idiot? <laughs> what are you doing? Trust me, there's potential there to get famous. If there's one thing you got to realize about this world, if you do anything out of the ordinary and you're a decent person, because you can't do this if you're a freak. If you have like mental health problems, this ain't gonna work. But Yeah, if you're a normal person, which I thought I was, you do something out of the ordinary, all of a sudden, you got a fan base, okay? And when that fan base starts up, it's usually a cult following. So I was trying to get something big going. Now, you can laugh, but there was a guy that did the same fucking crap. He didn't publicize it, and maybe that was the thing that got me. Maybe I shouldn't have publicized it. Because I think when I started going mainstream with it, people started thinking I was in this thing for the attention. Were they wrong? No. No, they weren't. But that gummit, I wish I got something out of it. Because later on, some little a-hole got like $100,000 fundraised for his mother F&A. 
because he was a homeless guy at a university. Dear goodness. Could you imagine? That would have paid for all my school and given me like an extra 60K to just have fun with. Oh, what I could have done. Oh, man. Anyway, those are a few of the poor stories. Now, there's some other things. I guess uh, I'm trying to think here. Uh, Oh, yeah, this was the coolest thing ever. You know, all the uh, reject students, I guess is what it was, uh, every night once like the, the, the student center, the university pizza shop was closing, you could go by there and they, they would give you free pizzas. To all, honestly, it was all rejects. It was people that you can tell were poor and they were desperate for food. I was one of them. And you go there at the end of every day, and you're pretty much guaranteed pizza. And there's a, there was another shop that would freaking throw out all of their sandwiches. And their sandwiches were like those nice whole food mother bucking sandwiches that are freaking delicious and healthy. And they, I swear, there'd be days where you'd leave there with seven sandwiches. I remember in the winter, I would freaking hide those mother effers out in a bush because I knew they weren't going to get hot during the day or at night. And I just freaking feed off those things for like the next two days. I mean, it was really unbelievable. Uh, the initial one, I would, I would shove as many sandwiches down my freaking face as I could because I knew if I didn't eat them all, I might lose them. You know, you either eat them or you're going to lose them. And I did not want to lose them. So I, I'd have times maybe I'd eat four freaking sandwiches, stuff them down my face, make me good for the next two days on food. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it, guys. I just want to talk a little bit about how poor I actually was and uh, how crazy it is just to think about the, the rock bottom poorness that I was. I mean, it, it's, it's really crazy. At the time I was caught up in the moment, I didn't really realize how crazy it was. But man, very, very poor. Um, nothing like it. But... Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Bye-bye.